0: Uh, this is by the way with Roxy and Golder and I'm Golder
1: and I am a Roxy
0: yes and um, this episode is going to be kind of heavy uh, but we'll try our best to make it a little bit more um interesting because today we are going to be talking about mental health uh. <laughs> uh, the disclaimer is one, we are not, we're definitely not professionals um, yeah. we're close to being professionals so we'll try to find some links to, at least for me I know some Instagram accounts that uh, belong to psychologists in Tanzania so you can you know, reach out to them if you have any questions concerns, uh, you want to double check some of the things we are talking about um, yeah. for me personally I think this is a subject that is very very close to my heart because it's something that I've been dealing with my whole life. Like in, I think in the last three, four years, you no, know, I started really understanding it's like place in my life. Before that, it was sort of theoretical. Um, and now I know, like you know, I've re- I read a little bit more about anxiety and depression. I go to therapy. I become one of those people who goes to therapy, so I, I take it very, very seriously. So it's a very, it's a, it's a subject that I'm, I'm really excited to kind of dig into. What about you, Roxy? What's your relationship with mental health? You think?
1: Uh, I know for a fact that I don't know much about mental health. Mm-hmm. So personally, I rely on people who do actually know something to tell me about it. Like I, it's uh... and it
0: can be overwhelming. I remember when I, like, I mean, just to give you like a background on how my situation, I guess, is. Mimi, um, I've always known the that is not, I don't want to say normal because honestly speaking, what is normal, but I've always known there's something about my the way my brain works that's a little bit different compared to some people. So I't make things ever since I was very young, I would just be so worried about things that other people would not understand, like I would just have which now I know are anxiety attacks, like in the back then, I didn't know I was a child and a teenager, so of course, and I didn't take my feelings seriously, and we were in environments where nobody took our feelings seriously, so I didn't know what was going on with me, but yeah. I used to be so worried about things when you were in a come from like months before the exam, right. And like nectar and stuff. Like I, I'd be you know, you wake up in the middle of the night with like night sweats because you're, so, I was you're so worried about what's about to happen. And you know sometimes that's healthy because you should be scared of things. And I used, to, I remember when I used to tell my dad, I'd be like, I'm so worried about this. He'd be like, That's that's good. You should be worried. If you're not worried, I'd be,
1: I'd
0: be, <laughs> I'd be scared of your feelings. Like you know, could I it's healthy. Like it was a bit above usual, but I didn't know if it was above usual because that's me you it took a very long time for me to get to a point where, especially because it started affecting my life. When you are when you are a kid, it's mainly about school and that's it. I'm not for Yeah, there's nothing
1: else.
0: Yeah, because you just need to get good grades, and I was getting good grades, so. No one really cared about what's going on with the rest of my brain. But then it's only when I became an adult, and I had to work and I had to juggle work and life and all these other things. And so when these things that I used to worry about, now they were compounded and I didn't know what to do about it. So I never learned how to handle what I now know is anxiety in a healthy way. So it got to a point where it became a little bit unhealthy. Which, yeah. you know, because of that and then other other factors in my life, um, there have been moments where I've been really depressed. And at the time, I didn't know what it was, clearly, because, you know, I just thought I was feeling sad. When I mean, at least the way I was raised, and I think a lot of us, the way we were raised, were raised to be strong. You're raised to not complain. You're raised to, like, get, you know, your shit together and be independent yeah. and fix your own problems. When I was very low, like, I didn't think it was right for me to talk to anyone about it. Because I'd think, you know, you just, you just fix it. Like, you're complaining, you're just being, you're being, you're being weak. Like, you know, you're the kind of person who is smart enough to get yourself out of this situation. Why are you complaining? Meanwhile, I was dying inside. People around me now, when I was in university, I was depressed. No one understands. Because people who remember me from uni, I was not exactly the most social person, it's because I was busy studying, um, and, but they saw me living, they saw me socializing, so they didn't think that there was anything wrong with me. Like you mean I was, I was depressed. You know the definition of depressed? Like I was sad because it's because I came out of it and now I'm older and I, I've seen the difference is when I can tell, I can look back on that time and say even older, you know you were not happy. I mean you were in a constant state of, of sadness for extended amounts of time and you thought that was normal you know yeah yeah so because of that it took a while and I think it's only because but when I left you know at the U.S. and I I mean I went to the U.S. and then I all these things start coming back like you know all these things that been in denial about you know being so worried being sad it became worse and that's when I finally went into therapy because I sad and funny story about therapy in the us mm-hmm. right so at the college i was i was at there was this guy there was this um student that had a bit of a mental mental health issues who, who had depression and all that and was on mm-hmm. the spectrum the lgbtq um spectrum right oh, so okay. th- they were trying to fight for rights for trans people on campus and all that stuff and so this whole in this whole uh, situation they mm. sort of had an incident um, where they were try, they were like uh, threatening to kill themselves Uh-oh. or something. And then the police came to the dorm and then it became like a whole thing. And then they came out of the dorm and then I think they were holding something. And of course this is America, this is Georgia, this is the red state. Um, this was this a uh, student was shot eh? and unfortunately died. I know, I know, I know. this. Story. Okay, this is
1: not where I thought this story was going. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, oh, wow. so so this happened and this happened in the middle of my this is like four months into me being in college. If I feel like yeah, it was it was like could be at the end of my first semester or somewhere in the middle yeah. of my, my first semester. So I, I'm like, okay, I've I've now I've now been in the US, I've now gotten over the first month of being excited. Wi-Fi, no power cutting, <laughs> no power cage, water, you know, like all this excitement. Yeah has already worn, worn off. And then now I miss home, now I miss home. And it's been, the the, the missing is not going anywhere. You know, and yeah. it keeps getting worse. The more I continue being in this foreign environment where people don't get me and I don't get them. And I thought they would get me, but they don't get me. And I'm just all kinds of confused. Plus. School is school. Like you're, you're schooler, you are shoeless to icy. It doesn't matter what university, I mean, what university you are in. Like, at least for other people, I don't know, maybe for about of they, they have found school to be easy, but I have never been one of those people. I have always found school to be difficult. But it's just that I've been socialized and taught to work yeah. through the difficulty. Yeah. But school has never been easy for me. So, of course, school is hard. And all this school, all these things compounded with so many other, my, many insecurities that I, I had not wanted to admit to myself had put me in a really, really sad state. Um, and then this incident happened where this poor student died, right? So as a Was killed. Act, yeah, I was killed. And he was shot by this police yeah. guy. You can imagine. It happened on, on, on the campus I was at. So, because of that, the school was like the college. Before mm. before this first, uh, this student's death, um, they, they getting counseling used to be like you had to be on the wait list. and it was not as easy to get counseling. Yeah. But because of this, they were like, okay, fine, we're going to open counseling to everybody. Like, you know, easy conditions that we had put before, they're not mm. going to be there. If you feel like you need, because some of this person apparently had mental health issues. Like they were not able to get help on time. Called the, the school was like, you okay. know what? from now on to fix this situation in case you have issues, just come to the counselling centre, we'll put you in. And we'll work above and beyond the usual so that more people can get access to mental health services. Kuala I took advantage of that opportunity because before that I knew there was a counselling centre. They had mentioned it somewhere in the middle of orientation. I had not really taken it seriously. So during this time when they finally said, okay, you can go access the counselling centre, I was like, you know what, finally, let me go, let's see what's going to happen. So I get there, this is one of those days, and it was one of those days where I didn't wake up that day knowing come on, I was going to end up at the counseling centre. I just woke up that day, went to class, and I was just feeling really shitty. And I had, rem- I had remembered the last time I'd felt that shitty, um, yeah. this is when it's, it's going to get dark, but the last time I'd felt that shitty, two weeks down the line, I was telling my brother I want to kill myself, you mm-hmm. know? So I, so I thought to myself, Golda, you know where this is going, you know this is the beginning of you getting to that place, don't do this to yourself, you know the pattern, go to the freaking counseling center. So I get to the counseling center, and the first thing they do, is they look at me, because they look at my they face, they're like, hmm, this one needs help. So they put me to the <laughs> side, they take me to the side, they make me feel forms. So I'm, I'm filling in these forms, and some of these forms uh, include questions like, when was the last time you thought about killing yourself? Have you ever considered killing yourself in your lifetime? You know, things like that have yeah. you I, I considered have you gotten an angry to the point where you want to hurt people uh-huh. so i do this this assessment right and i'm pretty sure all the answers i give are very like natural very very yeah <laughs> wearing situation like, i give wearing yeah. answers but i was being honest so they they like okay fine you know what we can set you up with the counselor immediately that's counselor so i guess the office of the counselor okay so this very nice lady this bl- this nice black lady you know, yeah. she starts asking me, talk to me, what's going on. But in 15 minutes, I am crying on the couch, like bawling my eyes out. Like I miss home. I don't think I can do this. Like any all these all insecurities I've had, like missing home, all these thoughts I've had, and it just it had just been a very overwhelming six months of my life, you know, from knowing knowing I'm going to this college to you know quitting my my job basically and moving countries and then trying to, you know, transition to a new country and all these yeah. things that just been happening the last six months. And I hadn't spoken to anyone about it. So I guess with that couch, they ask, she's asking me questions. I'm answering through tears. And at the end of this session, I'm like, So do you think I'm depressed? <laughs> this, this counselor looks at me and she's like, Yes, God, I think you're depressed. <laughs> At that point, Kokweli, I don't even think I had admitted to myself, Kwamba go that you have. I had not put a name to what was going on, you know. Like all these terms, like anxiety and depression, I knew they existed, you know, and I knew people experienced them. And it's some maybe at some point in the back of my mind I had assumed maybe I also suffer from this. Lakini, like I had not really put like admitted it to myself, Kwamba, didn't go this is a lifetime thing. This is how your brain works. You're going yeah. to have to accept oh, it. It's going to be the part of your life for the rest of your life, you know? Akini, that day, was when I was like, well, you need to go there. Yeah, you've run. You've run from this. You may have a but this is a quarter. Dada, you need help. You yeah, because Yeah, it's in your head. You can't run yeah. away
1: from it. It is what it is. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, so personally... I don't want to give... I have had counseling, but I won't give the details because it will put somebody else's business out there who has not consented to his business being out there. But, um, yeah. yeah. So, I think throughout life, I've had... My issues were more family-oriented and Mm. really affected how I acted outside. Mm. I think at many points in my life, like people feel like I'm very reserved, I mean you won't think that because you know me, but other people mm-hmm. outside feel like I'm very reserved or like I'm very distant, and then I have a habit yeah disappear like if somebody mm-hmm. disappoints me, I might disappear I, they might never see me again, and yeah. it was because of like some family things, like I don't i I keep this wall so that I don't get disappointed easily, yeah, and it was only until you know sadly, many years later. After therapy that, you know, I realized what the hell was going on with me and what was the actual reasoning for me You know acting the way that I did and I think it like it yeah. took away a lot of What should I say? It took a lot of, like it, it was a weight out of my back because I understood why I was acting the way I was acting And I was just like, okay, you know, most of those things weren't my fault. I was a child. So Yeah, I don't really have to act the way that I do and you know I mean not as that and I had some very weird coping mechanisms. I would like to say but you know not exactly. <laughs> you but, know
0: what, Yani, I completely understand, it took me a long time for for me to even recognize the things I do as coping mechanisms anyway. Yeah. yeah. Come back. You know what? Some of these unhealthy things you do that sometimes can be impulsive. Yeah. In a reason, you can't it's not because you, know, you didn't you weren't born knowing how to do these things. Some of these things are things you've you have you have developed habits to protect yourself from hurt, to protect yourself from disappointment, yeah. to numb yourself from feeling. You know what you're feeling. Yeah, it took a long time for me to finally get to that point where I accept that about myself. I Any, mean, I don't know. I think sometimes I look back and I think, do I wish I was quote-unquote normal? You know, like, what is normal? But, like, do I wish I didn't have these experiences? But I don't think I, I would be what, what I am today. I don't know. I'd be who I am
1: today if I didn't have these these things. Why are you? They're uh, part of my personality I'm now. I'm convinced that we don't really have normal. I think everyone has their own issues. The only problem is we live in a country where... You know, mental health is not really a thing. Going mm. for therapy is not really a thing. Like I went through this. I'm not able to cope. So I'm going to therapy. Like You know, at most what we we would accept would be ah, or or That would be more uh, normal than I'm just I'm going through a hard time, I can't cope. It's really like in because the whole point here, mental health me it, it shouldn't like distract you're able to cope with the things it shouldn't disable you completely in your life and there are a lot of yeah, things yeah. that happen to people that disable their lives you know people find really weird mechanisms that cope. but then we don't really think about it that way so we go to the school until the very end yeah. yeah meanwhile if we had like if this was a thing i think a lot of people would find it easier it's true Luckily.
0: But... I don't know if if except for like in the US, right? Like people have access to mental health facilities. Yeah. Like you know, cause from, from me, I, I was I went to the counseling center the moment the opportunity presented itself. Like any, the are yeah. people I know. I told them I'm going to the counseling center, and they were very shocked. Like why, you know? So yeah, think you think are you going through
1: something? You'd, exactly. You
0: you think that in a place where there are therapists and there's access to therapists, a lot of people would use therapists, but. Actually, some of them, most of them did in Tiani. And so it, came, it made me realize, you know, like anywhere else in the world, everyone can be distracted and they, they take a mirror. You know, it's not easy to admit to yourself, come on, you need help, especially when it's not a physical thing where people don't yeah. see, you don't see like your, your hand is broken. You know, you, it's just a thing with when a struggle. It's not easy for you to admit it. Because so when you you, there's a bit of shame. Like it took me a long time to get to a point where I can even talk about it to people. Come on, you know what? I have anxiety and depression. Cause I was an leo, come on, you know I've the, I have anxiety and depression. Well, like, huh? Because everybody have this, they have this idea of me, come on, I'm this strong person and whatever. So sometimes you can be, you can you can feel shame, come on, people who people might think I'm strong and then kiwambi I Nadu naib na issue and I'm not able to handle it then they will look at me as weak and that is also another issue because we 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 compare ourselves so much with other people and we live in a society where we are constantly compared against other people. <laughs> you feel like na access na una there's importance there's importance for you to see a therapist and for you to, you know, to talk about problems. Bado, there is so much societal pressure. It doesn't matter which environment, society and by they have these facilities
1: your yes. society will not necessarily support you to do. Of course, like your society do. never going to be like, hey, okay, maybe pr- one day, I'm sure we'll get there. But at least there is availability of like canceling. Roger Tanzania, what I find is how many people will tell you Need a file in case And then now, like, when you now you, you know, went up to now, it's not like they're accredited. Like you just so degree, and a degree and a master's, and a research on something, not to say that everyone who like did that or has a PhD in psychology or something is you know is going to give you the right answers, but at least wapo. So this is I remember because there was a time I was actually looking for, and I got one person, and the price was ridiculous hmm which i mean looking I back know. i was spending more in, like drinking than i i, I could have like you know i could have mm-hmm. paid but then the price was a lot alafo your university had a, did you know a counselor in ud there's probably one but did you know about a counselor in ud yeah no
0: i think the counselor you need need of students yeah I it's like that
1: are you, you going to go to your need of students <laughs> to talk about your you
0: issues to, imagine and especially at that age Quarry me at that point. Inquiry, okay. Earlier in terms of problems, did I really have like big problems compared to now? No. Like at the time, my problems were just as we seemed big to me. So, okay, I could have gotten a whole dean of students. Yeah. But if there was yeah. a counselor and they were accessible, yeah, we would have gotten tonight. We would have gotten a tomorrow, madogo. I think it would have been easier.
1: Yeah, um, there's a school I went to that I won't mention. Like I wasn't doing so well so the was a school counselor. Me paka leo me convince you, to Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is you know he assumed because I wasn't doing well because I was going through something which I was. Lakini haku there was no asking of what are you going through. It was more like how going vulana and I'm just like and I was I can promise you there was no vulana in my life at that point. Get it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not even slightly. Yeah. And the boys came later, but then this person immediately assumed to come back. there was a boy who was bothering. That's why I was failing. And I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, this is horrible. You're really bad at your job.
0: Yeah. And I think it's mainly because at the at the Zoeya ku kuam poskiniza we're gonna be. Yes, especially
1: what was the uh school, to listen to a total.
0: Yeah, and it, which makes it hard to explain your issues. So when you have a video you fool. You know, I think yep. like that's why they are just very easy to express themselves. Tell us your opinions. Tell us about your feelings. Working up, we had to learn how to talk about our feelings in adulthood. Maybe it's reached a certain point in my life where nobody cared about my feelings. Like it was about school survival and are you alive? Are you well? Have you brought good grades? Are you are you not pregnant? Okay, we are moving. You know, the day today. You know, I mean, okay, this sounds like I'm making it sound like like it's just, people have priorities. Like, when you're a teenager, it's not like sometimes your teachers don't have, don't care about you as a human being. They just care about you as a product. Yeah, like basic survival, like you have survived like that's basically their their agreement that they have signed with your parents. So they don't really care about your growth as a human being. Well, Where you? I to develop you? Are you are you happy? You know, when I express your feelings, like that's that stuff I had to learn like later on in my life. So anyway, maybe I just like to to bring it back, you know, mm-hmm. to the conversation about like less me- mental health. Um yeah. I kind of wanted to get into like three main lessons that I like three three lessons or things I wish we had learned or I had learned um, about mental health earlier because it's something I had to learn. Like the last three, four years, that's when I went to therapy the first time of my life in 2017. Well, technically it's been three years of me being in therapy. So some of these things were in the last three years before that it, it came and went. I think the lesson really, really stuck itself, I guess, in 2017. And I think the first lesson I want to say I've learned, I wish I knew, I wish I could tell young Golda from, like, teenage years when she was suffering from all these things. And she was locking herself in her room listening to Evanescence. And, I know, mean,
1: also, what, what, yeah. wrong romance to listen to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, and uh, I'm uh, Queen of the Damned. You know, oh, I was God. so fascinated by vampires. I and mean, sometimes I think, I look back on that stuff and I'm like, girl, you had issues. I
1: mean, I get you. you I went through a moment where I was fascinated with Satanism. So that you something about being a teenager. Exactly. Embrace the darkness. At some point, I wanted to be a Scientologist. Yeah, anyway. I <laughs> feel <Yeah. laughs> like it was
0: a cry for hope in a way. Yeah. That's another fear I have. You're looking at your child, like, what is going on with you? And you're completely confused. And I feel like at some point when I started to become a teenager, because my parents didn't grow up in the era I grew up in. They grew up in a village and they didn't really, you know, understand, didn't grow up with the technology I went, I grew up with. Co even the way I was coping, like to them, I don't think they understood what was going on, you know. But me, me, what, are you, what I was doing, and I, to be honest, at the time, I was just looking for all kinds of darkness and things I could relate to, you know. Yeah. But anyway, this is what I this is what I wish I could tell young, young Golda who was, you know, going through it. Kwamba, yani, either we are all normal. Oh we are all weird because we are all going through something. Yeah, I mean, there is no one in the world and very happy to Ambo, who doesn't suffer, who doesn't feel bad, who doesn't experience the emotions, you know, you experience as a human being. Even these grown ups you are looking at and boy they look like they have their shit together. They don't have their shit together. They they, they are going through the same
1: feelings you are going through, but since yeah. they're not telling you. You know? I yeah. wish someone had told me that's what I mean, yeah, it makes sense, because I used to look at people who are like 30 years old, and I uh, would be like, wow, when, when you are, by the time I'm 30, hey, now I'm 30, and I'm like, hey, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. And I you talked know? to a friend, and he was like, listen, we're all winging it, Yeah, you do not even think any of us know what we're doing, we're all just walking around trying to figure it out
0: you know, and I wish someone, anyway, I wish I'd known this lesson with Amani, because I used to give myself so much pressure to get it right, you know, like, I would, I would just be, I'm thinking that, I'm thinking back now to, like, why did I give that much pressure, why did I put that much pressure on myself to be, to have my shit figured out, even then, like, I should have just been relaxed, like, it gave me so much stress, and, you know, and anxiety, like, about my future, about who I am in the world. Then I was just constantly worried. I was never at peace. I didn't give my I was not at peace. Yeah. You know, I mean, me and you had two had different two experiences. At least where you had pockets of peace. Meanwhile, I was constantly. <laughs> really, it was not fun. I tell. If there's anyone listening to this podcast who happens to be in university, and I don't think most of our listeners are young, but anyway, in case they ever find us on the internet or something, mm-hmm. enjoy your time in uni. Not even in yeah. uni, enjoy your life. Every stage is beautiful. When you're young, and you're young and broke, young, dumb, and broke, that phase is also fun, enjoy it. You become cynical and old at some point, and during that phase, which I think the phase I'm in right now, enjoy it. Maybe by the you become old and, and dreamy and a dreamer again. I feel like just enjoy each stage of life. Like there is no better stage. It is what it is. Where you are, right there, is life.
1: Yeah, life is right now, unfortunately. I mean, in your defense, I spent most of my college experience not sober. So... And you didn't drink then, so I understand. I, I would have not survived. Mm,
0: you know, uh, it's you see, I had not developed my unhealthy coping mechanisms then, you know, so I was so so anxious. And the moment I finished university, right, and yeah. now I could start drinking, I felt like, whoa, I found the thing that can solve my... Because I think I was even having this discussion with someone the other day about how alcohol is, for me anyway, I can't speak for other people, it, yeah. it helps me, it helps shut shut down like some of my anxiety yeah. you know, I don't worry as much when I'm drinking and it's like could I'm worries I like oh you don't have to worry about that I can only focus on enjoying the moment right now and other people find different ways of getting to that point you know which I could a Sally, which is great for mm-hmm. you could a smoke weed which I mean <laughs> let me not you know share my opinion on that Kunaatu, uh, you know? Could they have a lot of sex? Let me tell you something, young man, if you're listening. <laughs> because I'm, I'm sure Kuna Samo, I don't Why is it a kid. young man? <laughs> Men who are listening to this podcast, you mm. know, I know I have a lot of male friends who are really trying to find meaning at the bottom of a woman's vagina. Maybe <laughs> it's anxiety, friends. Maybe it's anxiety. Have you thought of that? It could be oh, anxiety sorry. or depression. To someone. To go talk, to
1: them. talk to someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, food so you
0: know there's also food there's also food yeah like i think i think i don't i use food for comfort for a very long time in my life you know it, it made my anxiety easily it was in a shutdown or I, didn't, I wasn't worried when i was eating because it's i don't know there's something about it Maybe, maybe there's something soothing about eating food you know especially good food maybe your body because of the fact you know evolutionary evolutionarily. Whatever evolution, yeah. too good when we are eating. I guess Because you cool are uh, in a in a satisfy your survival instincts, which means in you know, a shuts your brain functions. You there must be some science behind. I think there there doing must
1: doing be some hormone that's been released that gives you pleasure when you're eating.
0: Exactly. So I think there was a time, Mimi, me, me I felt like if anyone knows me, who knew me from 2015 to 20 no 2014 to like mid 2016, but yeah, yo. Like I can tell you I was going through some shit. It's just that at the time you but looking back now, and that was the time when I was eating a lot. Like I was, like food was like amazing, you know, and it helped me. Yeah. But anyway, so yes, everyone is normal or everyone is weird. Either way, we are all going through that shit. And the other lesson is um definitely talk to someone. Talk mm. to someone that you trust. Someone who not will make you, who not make you, feel, make you feel ashamed to talk about the things you're going through. You know, if you open up to someone and you tell them, like, this is how I feel, and then when want come here, Who is it? Who is it? it? it?
1: That's not
0: what it is. if it's emotional.
1: That's
0: not it is. <laughs> Back in the day, when I would share my opinions or my feelings with like some of my ex unfortunately, some of us grew up, I mean, survived around men a lot. I would I would talk to some of the guys, like, what well, is how I feel? I feel scared. And they'd be like, Oh, at a I thought you were different. Mm. Mm. And I would feel so ashamed. I would be like, I'm the problem. I'm the one who should fix my emotions. Why am I feeling like this? No, not I wish I wish what I knew then what I knew now, which is those people should not, be in my, should not have been in my life. I should not have been talking to them. So just because they are not choosing to talk about it, doesn't mean that they're not going through it. They are going through it, you know? And I found people in, later, later in my life who I would talk to them about anything. Like I would call them and be like, okay, I know this is dumb, but this is how I feel. I know this was a stupid thing that I did, but this is how I feel. And they would just listen to you and they'd be like, it was stupid, but I'm here to hear you to hear you and what you're going through. And those people I should have spent more time with and I should have taken them more seriously than these other people who are shaming me for feeling the way I felt.
1: Yeah, also opinions are free and people really like to offer them. Whenever you say anything, everyone will give you their opinion, whether they believe in it or not. Because sometimes even we like would say something to someone and then you'd go and think about it and you're like, i actually don't really think i would have done that given that situation so mm. and i think the older i grow the more i'm starting to realize come not everyone is you know suitable to talk about everything if anything mm. go talk to a professional kuna mtu amesoma na kazi yake ameona haya lakini like You want to talk to your friend, Roxy, she might not be able to help you. You want to talk to your friend, Golda, she might not be able to help you. Like, fine, uh, you know, we might soothe you and be like, and whatever, but if you're looking for, like, long-term solutions and, you know, how to cope, because therapy is not just sit on a couch and talk, it's also coping mechanisms, like healthy coping mechanisms. So, you know, Mm -hmm. talk to a professional. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And speaking of which...
0: By the third lesson is go to therapy. I mean, I we kill a in life if you can afford it. Yeah. Therapy. Like it's not all therapies are created the same. <laughs> I went to a therapy session in Muimbili. Yeah. Okay. Huh? let me tell you something about Mwimbili. Mwimbili. Okay, in my opinion. And by the way, I know people who work for Mwimbili, who work at Mwimbili. They are doing amazing things. You know, shout out to like, and I know she might be listening to this podcast this does yep. not represent your very hard work that you do <laughs> uh, the doctor. amazing yeah. work that you do but we believe in a for me psych ward okay it therapist when I psychiatry mean of honor which means it's the the ward yeah yeah people who are going to be admitted me now baby I went there once and I'm not gonna explain why I ended up at the psychiatry ward, the, the ward ya, ya, yeah. the and we really Lakini I that am telling you. Yeah. Because some people in that world should not have been there, in my opinion.
1: they look from outside like they were okay?
0: Yes, they look from outside that they're okay. And then if you're in Tanzania, there are many reasons why they might consider you crazy. the dance floor. It <laughs> like that one, <laughs> that it's going through something. People might be like, "That girl crazy." Let's just take her to a baby. Does she have parents? You know, you know, get mayor. Some diverse, crazy in Tanzania. Is very because well, it's a very conservative society, and whether we like to not doctors are while you know amazing and study and learn and all that. Uh, yeah. are Also, biased. they're also human beings, and they are also a function of you know of the of their society. Yeah. sometimes you can find a doctor who is very. Who's very biased in either by religion or by society? Yeah. Who's a psychiatrist? Sometimes I'm like, okay, don't get me wrong. Religion is very important. Lakini is also like, you know, I could go to a priest for that. Like, I don't need to come to, to, a, to a therapist to hear about prayer. You know, yeah. I, I need like practical day to day. You know you, this is what your brain is going through this is this this is the this is the chemistry in your brain. I don't want to hear about prayer like prayer is, yeah I go to search for that kind of message you know so find a therapist, find one that works for you, and if you have any issues that you feel like you really need to get worked through um you because know, some therapists are supposed to they what- what therapy has done for me anyway is it has oh. helped me identify thoughts about myself that I didn't even know I had you know. Yeah. Like Vita Maho, I believe anyone can be a god. that is how you believe about your this is what you believe about yourself. I would have I would have argued like, you know, top down or whatever. Like in the and a therapist, and we go through the conversation, you think to yourself, you know what, this is what I think of myself actually. Which is it's 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 weird the way your brain can just be very you can have all these thoughts that are jumbled and they're not really clear. And then when you, at least for me, when I go to therapy, is when I can like break them apart and I can look at them and say, okay, Kuma, this is, this thought is coming from here. And this thought is coming from there. This thought is coming yeah. from this, you know, childhood situation. I went through, this thought came from this experience. I'm born the and all that. And then it makes sense. Like my, the way I act makes sense. Like in before therapy, it was in Cumbia.
1: Yeah, and it's also great because it's a neutral person who doesn't, um, they don't really have a stake in your life. Because a person who, like, let's say if you talked to, say, your husband and you told them things like this, they have a stake in your life. And also, Pierre, you might, um, the way you present your data might not be exactly clear because you might be trying to protect their feelings. Or they might take that data and um I kind of twist in another way, like, you know, you might say, um, I'm let's say I feel sad a lot, and that person, would be, Oh, okay, so I'm not making you happy. Do you see what I mean? But this mm-hmm. yeah, but with like a therapist, this is a, a person like a third party. They have an opportunity to look at things from a logical point of view. They're not emotionally entangled with you.
0: Yeah. Which is you're also paying them. So, yes,
1: also money. you pay. Them. <laughs> it's a service like any other. So, yeah. It's true.
0: But I, I don't know how many good therapies exist in Tanzania, but I know, I mean, at least in Dar, but I know a number. Um, At least I've seen a number online that you can try to access in case you have ever thought about going to therapy. Like, Actually, yeah. I have friends who don't do therapy, they do counseling in church or at work someone who has this necessary skills to help them. So whatever makes you feel better, you know? Yeah, whichever me, works. Personally, I, yeah, personally for me, I think therapy was the, one, was the was the thing that that worked for me. So, yeah, those are the three lessons, that, uh, ideas, lessons, thoughts that I wish I had known then about mental health. Um, do you have a
1: final nail in the head, Rocky? Yes, um, I wanted to talk about self-care. I'm not going to tell you, like, do this and do that. All I want to say is be very careful with self-care that is dressed as mental health practice. Like not everything that is said to be self, you know, self-care is actually self-care. Some of it is just people on the internet trying to sell you things. Um, mm-hmm. Like when people are like, apply this essential oil for your depression, <laughs> you know, eat a yeah. lot of fish for you, you're a nini or there are so many things that people put out on the internet. And if you're not careful, not all of it is useful. For example, some of the things that I see a lot is selfishness, like this idea of like me, 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 me. Now, as a, you know, mildly selfish person, I would say, you know, put yourself first, but be careful how you put yourself first. Because I will, in trying to do that, make sure that you're not hurting other people in saying, Kwamba, you know, my self-care and my mental health is important. Sometimes, yeah. Nileona, Nileona uh, mental health is not an excuse to be a dick. And I was like, okay, yeah, makes sense. Mm. When you're taking advice, especially from the internet, on all these mm-hmm. hashtag self-care, hashtag mental health, be very careful, combat. It's something that's practical and it's useful, as opposed to just, you know, easy, if you some 13-year-old out there, I mean, create like a post, i mean, post on the internet. Yeah. Something else that I see a lot is cut-off culture. And, mm-hmm. okay, I really do believe, but not everyone is useful to you in every way. Um, Some mm-hmm. people are useful in some ways. Like, some people are great hanging out with at night, you know, mm-hmm. dancing, whatever. Some people are better who okay, can announce church. Some people are better you just eat lunch. You know, kill them to honor their own thing that they bring out um, in your life. But then be careful not to be like, I, you know, don't trust these bitches because it's good for your mental health or part of myself, my self-care is cutting off ties with all people. Like, yeah, don't just be very drastic in what you do. Kwaile mm-hmm. idea, um I'm going to be better. Sometimes I feel like if you concentrate too much on what is happening outside and not what is ha- happening in your head, like, if you're going through something, why are you going through this thing? And how do you cope with this thing? And as we say, preferably, these things by a person who knows what they're talking about. But then sometimes we feel like the biggest source of our unhappiness is other people. And that might not always mm-hmm. be true, especially because sometimes people don't just come out to hurt you. They don't just do things to specifically, you know, piss go the off or make go the anxious or make go the depressed. So if you yeah. concentrate too much on what is happening outside, it might not be very good for you.
0: I agree. This reminds me of uh, Molly from Insecure, remember? Have you seen yes. the,
1: last, the latest season? <laughs> no, of- I didn't. I, I've seen the first three episodes. And then my nanny, Kakachapu, record for some reason. Anyway. The I saw was when they had a fight. Which
0: one? Molly and... Molly and Nisa. Oh, okay. Never mind then. You never...
1: Okay. I'm not going oh, to <laughs> okay. spoil it for you. Okay.
0: not going to spoil it for you. Let me go point find point it. Is, mm. What you're saying right now about Cut Culture... Um, yeah. this 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 last season of Insecure, like Molly, basically was that combat, you know, like um, oh, everyone around me has got issues and I'm the one yeah, you know? together.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, but in reality, I don't think that was the case. Like, definitely, she has some things she needs to work through. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. that's also an, an unhealthy way to deal with conflict. Sometimes yeah. you just need to be in it, you know, and like accept combat. You know what? I am uncomfortable with with the energy that has been created in the room right now, and we are yeah. going to fight through this. So I can either figure out can we work through it or can like both of us can we walk away, you know? Yeah. Rather than when I watch the other party, I look at the delay where you're just like, eh, I'm leaving. Like that's not yeah. healthy because sometimes we just need to be uncomfortable and work and like have those uncomfortable conversations. And yeah. um this really segues, oh, this this podcast is just flowing through because this really segues yeah. into um my by the way for today, which okay. lean into the discomfort. Don't run away from it. Like, I think sometimes, and, it's, and this is something that I used to do a lot, and yeah, I was just looking for coping mechanisms and numbing mechanisms to run away from things that made me uncomfortable. Even though I was like, mm, no, me, I'm strong. Like, for uh-huh. if I had a fight with my friend, um, rather than, like, facing the friend and saying, like, we you, talk about it. Can you, and you hurt me this way, I uh-huh. would be like, I'd rather cut them off. Yeah, me too. I would go drink okay and like find a way to deal with that problem after but then she get over it not, not recall, a fiki. Yep. You know, and like being passive aggressive. Like, that's yeah. just stuff that I was doing to avoid the fact that I was uncomfortable with the situation. Because tell, talking to someone and then telling them that you have hurt me is a very uncomfortable place to be. Because Abu you, you are vulnerable in front of this person. You have shown them they have, they have the capacity to hurt, to hurt you. It's is not a good place to be. Like, in e, it's the only way you, you build trust. The people about who I have been friends with for a very long time are friends about, we have gone through that. Whether or not it's because we were stuck in one environment, Koyen, we had no choice but to go through it. Yeah. Now with yeah. people and I actually made efforts to talk to them when things were going bad. Those are the people who stay because they know, come on, and you knew when shit goes sideways, I know this person at least will not leave me hanging. You know, and you cannot form a strong relationship if you're not willing to have those uncomfortable conversations with people. So that's just one example. But in general, be uncomfortable. That's my, by the way, for the day that, you know what, lean into it. Lean into the discomfort. It. It's not easy. It doesn't, it's not fun. But that's the only way you get out of the feeling. Don't just run away. Don't drink your problems away. Don't don't sleep with as many people as you want because (laughs) you think you run away from it. And I'm saying this not because I'm judging you, but because I relate. (laughs) Deal with it. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. So uh, my, by the way, for today, get out of your head, which I guess we have kind of talked about. Your thinking does affect how you feel and what you think and how, you know, the things that you do. I think we okay we're we don't focus as much as I'm. I'm try I'm guessing because I wasn't there, as much as our ancestors did, because we have a lot of distractions. Um yeah. but even with all these distractions, we do spend a lot of time on ourselves and the way that we think. So let me give an example. So let's say you you went somewhere and somebody looked at you and you felt like they looked at you goodbye, right? Mm-hmm. And then that starts bothering you the whole day, like, is it what I'm wearing? Is it how I look? Have I gained weight? You start going into this rabbit hole of, like, thoughts. But you, realistically, most people are obsessed with themselves. when you, you, sit down and think to yourself, how many times do I really spend a whole day thinking about one person? Any when do I ever spend the whole day just thinking about gold? That gold that does this and gold that does that. Gold that's done this. Most of the time, you will maybe a person will be like a passing thought. You'll think about it, you'll forget about it, you'll move on with your life. So, mm-hmm. but we spend any easy like people's opinion, and most of the time it's worse if you're a famous person, right? You can say it's true. People have opinions of me because they write reviews and comments on Instagram. Luckily like for the rest of us, layman people. But we are not doing anything important in the role that to the point that people, you know, are are thinking about us like that. People's opinion, like it's actually imagined opinions. It's you thinking that about yourself, but you're you're acting as if it's other people thinking that about you. So you know, get out of your head and try to think positive. I know this sounds very positive thinky, but you Mm -hmm. know, try to every time like you're hit with a bad thought hit it back with something else. Like if your head is like, oh, that person looks at you, be bad because they don't like you. Be like, hmm, maybe they weren't even seeing me. Maybe they were looking behind me. Or maybe they were looking at me, but they were thinking about other things. Or maybe they didn't like my shirt, but that's okay. Because, you know, I, what am I going to do? Throw it away. Like every time you have a yeah. negative thought, try to replace it with a better thought and get out of your head. Because, Abu, you will disable yourself. Debilitate in here mm. up here in your head
0: completely agree I And mean, if there's one thing one of the things i learned in therapy was not to trust my thoughts because yeah. sometimes they're not true you know um yeah. basically a story you're telling yourself and that story may not be true so you should not always trust your thoughts about a situation because that could be based on incomplete information it could be based on a perceived situation that is not true Totally yeah. Like, get out of your head, have actual conversations, get actual evidence, but then just sit <laughs> there and, and, like, you know, yeah. calculating, taking this one thought and making it a big, much bigger, common reality, you don't even have to. It could be completely wrong. And yeah, it's, it's funny
1: in therapy, this person gave me this very example and told me, mm. why are you thinking that this person is doing something bad? Why can't you think that maybe they haven't seen your phone? Maybe they're in the bathroom. Maybe they're asleep. Mm. Yeah. Or maybe they are just scared the phone is ringing. Why are you assuming that they're with someone else? And they could be with someone else. I'm not saying they, they are not. They really could yeah. be. But why is that your first thought? Mm. Yeah, why not wait until they get back to you and find out, oh, okay. Maybe they were asleep. Be, oh, sorry, I was asleep. Then you've spent two hours in your head. You've already broken up with them. You have split assets.
0: I definitely agree with you. And that, my friends, sometimes it's called anxiety when you think about it way too much. But yeah, but that's just that's just one of the things that you do when you when you're dealing with anxiety, like overthinking and, and catastrophizing and making it a bigger yeah. deal than it is, is is one of those things. So yes, completely agree. If you have if you if you're one of those people who are who has this thing where you sit down and you catastrophize, get out of your head, get out to evidence. Don't trust your brain. Sometimes those thoughts are not real. They could yeah. just be thoughts that are just in your brain, but are not uh, they're not uh, what's what's happening for con- ground. For con- con- ground, like a car different.
1: Yeah, there was a time yeah. I don't like cats. I mean, I barely mm-hmm. like pets, but I don't like cats. But there was a time I really, really wanted to like cats. So I would say I'm a cat person. And the reason was not even because I like cats. It was just because I kept thinking there is a huge chance that I'm going to end up alone as an old lady with cats. Okay. <laughs> I better start liking them now if i practice for like 30 years wow oh my god if i practice for like 30 years i will like them by the time i'm old and i have like 10 of them
0: you know let me tell something um nini what you what you are doing and what i do what i used to what i do let me not pretend as if i finally figured this out what we do is called dress dress rehearsing tragedy Oh but you think just because you're going to prepare yourself mentally for tragedy <laughs> yes if it does happen you will not feel the feeling
1: yeah.
0: of being disappointed because Yani, you're trying to prepare you prepare yourself mentally for tragedy and let me tell you i think me and you both know because we do this it doesn't change anything even. when the tragedy happens it happens and you will feel all the feelings even if you have dressed rehearsed as much as as you think
1: you as need possible.
0: to possible. To... Let's hope come the rest of our life for the next ten years at least we have better things to to think about than all these worries.
1: Yeah, and then, I mean at least we now have, and everyone who's listening now has a word. You know, stop dressing yeah. her tragedy.
0: Every Don't time, dress oh. if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. You you thinking about it, preparing yourself mentally is not gonna change the the feeling of when it if it finally happens. Just let pre, like, let it go and. Yeah, yo, I feel like we can go on forever. Like you know, this is one of those yeah. things where it's it's basically one of those control freaks. So, you know, if you have anxiety, one of the things that you develop is you try to become a control freak yeah. because you think that the more you control things, the more you you don't have the more those things that you're worried about will not happen. You know? Yeah. And sometimes you can be a control freak as much as you want. Like any shit is still gonna happen. Any the world doesn't go go the way you want it to go. You can't control every possible scenario to happen Mm -hmm. all this dress rehearsing tragedy all of these things need part of your control freak persona this perfectionist persona which by the way is not helping you we just need to figure out don't you just need to learn better ways to cope you being a control freak is not going to help you it's not a healthy mechanism to cope all right i feel like this is uh the end of this journey Thank you everyone for listening to the podcast. Uh, taking your and taking your time to listen. People, a lot of people have been hitting me up with comments from our last podcast, our last episode. So thank you for for listeners. Uh, our email is still the same, btwpodcast at outlook.com. You can still find us on Twitter at the BTW podcast. And um, yeah, we look forward to hearing your opinions on mental health. And um yeah. stay safe and sane. Bye.